Welcome to the One Solution Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to explore if there really is one solution to all the world's problems. And perhaps that solution lies in the mind. The mind is both the source of those problems, but also the solution to those problems. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, taking the time to basically have a conversation with us. We've done this. This is our third conversation. We had one um, at the center in Manchester with uh, clients and with people who uh, are at the staff. So we really just have this opportunity to dig deeper with you guys and ask and have a conversation about what you've seen about the mind and what you've learned here and how it affects especially addiction and in general the life and we're also probably gonna ask you about what effects do you think that could have in society but the the first thing we want to ask is like how what have you seen so far that has been really helpful to you guys and to the people around you so whoever wants to go first go ahead Kurt. all right hi my name is kurt roth um what's been helpful for me Really, uh, I, I just I thought everything in this world externally was how my life ran. You know, what people said to me, um, how work went, how I performed at work. Um, you know, how my boss felt about me. When really, um, I'm learning here that my experience um, is just my thought, and my thought only. Uh, thought creates every experience that I've ever had in my life. Um, and having that awareness is sometimes tough um, because I do uh, drift off into, you know, circular thinking, I guess it's the best way I can put it. Um, but I just got to remember awareness is key. Um, awareness that my thought controls my experience. And, and when I'm having that bad experience, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I just have to relax and let it happen and not, not, you know, if I'm in a low level of consciousness, don't try to dig myself out of the low, low level of consciousness. Um, that, you know, you got to ride it out until you're in a higher level. And then if you, you know, then you'll have better, better thoughts and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Hi, my name's Jeff and, uh, I'm a, uh, staff member, a residential instructor, and a former client of Webster Place and Farnham Center, all under the same umbrella. Um, when I became a client, I started in this program, and I remember uh, Richard, who is now my, he's my boss, he, uh, he was teaching a class on how the mind works, and I was really kind of at a point in my life where I was joyless. I had I was I had been struggling with alcohol for many years, and and because um, I came from a place where alcohol was acceptable, and I'm a musician, and we, you know, my entire life that was just what we did. Got married, two children, and it was okay until it stopped being okay. Started to have some real physical and mental problems, and I got to the point where I just couldn't stop didn't matter what anybody said to me. Usually it was just nagging, and so then you lie, and you say, I'm fine, you know, all that. Um, but I never really had any sort of insight as to what my problems were. 
And it was only until I came here that I realized that all, all of these problems that I've created, that I created myself, were things that I could heal myself through understanding, listening to my insight and listening to realizing that I actually can control everything in my life based on whether I decide to be in a bad mood or a good mood. I control it. doesn't matter what's around. doesn't matter if somebody doesn't like you or somebody says something you don't like. I don't react to anything in a negative way. Not to say that I don't, but I'm able to actually stop and process things because I think about it. And I think one of the biggest things I learned how to do was to listen to people instead of waiting for my moment to talk. So I don't really hear what you're saying. As a, When I was a client here, I seemed to have grabbed on I grabbed onto this thing and it just, a light bulb went off in my head and I said, wait a minute, I kind of think like that anyways, or at least I, I did before I started getting wrapped up in my own problems. And other programs didn't work for me. I, I wasn't really happy with them. I'm not, I'm not really into the faith-based thing. I sort of always have tried to have faith in myself. And I grew up with a lot of problems, uh, you know, broken home, you know, some stuff that had gone on <clears throat> that was difficult, and I never actually processed any of these things. Um, I just used to swim in the past quite a bit. And here I learned that the past doesn't exist. Nothing really exists that isn't in front of you right now. It, you know, history is one thing. But the past is a place of remembrance, but not resonance. And I learned that here. Ever since I started doing it, um, I was given an opportunity to come work here. And now I, I do work here, and I use, a lot of times I just use my personal experience as a way of talking to the clients and having a, a sense of understanding of where they're at. I self-disclose all the time. Usually the first day I meet a guy, I said, yeah, I graduated from here. It's sort of my, my way of saying, I know you're going to feel like shit for a couple of days. I'm aware of it. You're going to feel awful. You're going to want to leave. Uh, about a week and a half in, you're probably going to sit on the edge of your bed and start crying, and you have no idea why. And depending, you know, I, I had a lot to lose. I had a family, a really good job that was waiting for me when I got out of here. So some guys don't have that. Some guys have come from places they're right out of jail or they're from the street and their addiction had brought them to a place where they were hopeless and so some guys are a little harder to get through than others um i think i was ready and that's maybe why i took to it but i think it doesn't matter if you're all here and you're all equal you can only go up from here and how do you change your thinking i say to guys all the time how are you feeling Oh, I feel like this. Well, what thoughts brought you to that? You know, you start picking up on your own innate wisdom and you just go, okay. And sometimes, like we had spoken of earlier, you got to take your ego out of it. Um, I'm not going to heal everybody. And sometimes just a passing thought where I'll be walking by a client, I'll go, Jeff, can I ask you a question? And I'll, I'll say, yeah, what do you got? And I won't think about it. I'll just say whatever I, in the, whatever they disclose to me, sometimes I'm just read the client and I'll give them a very straightforward, harsh answer. And that's the thing they grab onto reality. You know, let's not sugarcoat anything. You, you know where you've come from and you know what got you there. So just cause you have a stomach ache doesn't necessarily mean you're sick. It means that you're med chasing, you're doing this, you're doing that. 
and having them see it for what it is, they kind of switch over. And then I didn't see that coming. I just gave a flippant answer. And it's only when you sit down and go, okay, now I'm going to talk to this guy. Now I'm going to like straighten it out. And you don't do anything for them whatsoever. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and to your point on how it could change the world, uh, once you see it, you can't unsee it. How many times have you seen people on TV, uh, experts, talk about why this works a certain way or this is how we're going to fix it? And um, anything from the political system to, I don't know, just everything that goes on out there. I don't. Nobody actually takes time to stop. Some people do, but to stop and actually think about it. And I think if we simplify, that's probably the best answer to most things. Take ego out of it, take agenda out of it, and go, we're human beings, right? We're only here for a certain amount of time. We get one spin on this rock, so what are we going to do about it? You know. And I think simplifying it, is so the answers will come to you. Quiet, quiet your mind. Get off medication because I was on depression and anxiety medication um, because my doctor told me I needed it. And I got off of it here, and that was hard. I had to wean myself off. But it took one thought. Um, do you think you're depressed? Are you? Or do you think you are because somebody told you you were? And that's why you drink. You know, turn it around. Take some time. And that's how it worked for me, so... That's really cool. Yeah. Did you want to jump in? Uh, yeah, um, the whole medication thing. I did the same thing. Um, I was told, but you know, I obviously I felt depressed. Um, doctor says, "Okay, you're depressed." Uh, gave me meds, and I looked all my life, you know, med for this, med for that. Um, you know, when I left here the first time, I got off. I weaned myself off the meds. I didn't want anything to do with any meds. Um, still off them. Um, so, you know, it's, I am grateful for the awareness of the fact that you can't, it can't be taught, you know, that, that, that took me a while to, to get because like, like you do want to learn it on an intellectual level, um, because that's how you go through school. That's how you're taught your whole life, you know, by your, you know, teachers, whoever. Um, so you come in here and that's what you do. You, you know, people want to take notes. They want to ask, you know, ask a million questions, um, but I realized in two weeks of being here that I just had to be quiet and look at the screen and, and just kind of wait, you know, and, and really I was nudged, you know, that was the, that was the word that Steve Jordan used. Um, it was a great way to put it that we can't teach you, but we can nudge you. Uh, I loved how he put it like that. So, you know, I'm grateful that I'm back here. Um, and I feel really good about, you know, when I leave here, um, that, you know, if whatever other, whatever insights I have while I'm here this time that I didn't have the first time um, will just make my awareness that much stronger. Um, you know, I'll be able to help people out there, I hope, with their addictions, um, pass this on, whatever I've learned, whatever I've learned, pass it on in a way where just speaking through my, my experience, not trying to say you should do this, you should do that, just saying, you know, this is what, you know, I went here in my life, my life is a lot better because I've I've learned and experienced some things that really changed my life. I mean, I have friends that I would love to sh share it with, um, 
But you got to know how to nudge people, and I don't necessarily know how to do that yet. But I hope I have some insights that I can just share. I know I can share insights. I, I can't teach, but I can share my insights. And that's that's what I'm going to do when I get out. That's teaching in a way. That is teaching, but it's it's you know nudging to me, I think. Yes. More than, more than teaching. It's just sharing what I've gone through. Yes. So. I'm really curious if either of you could speak to how um, you potentially changed how you thought of addiction. Like, what did it look like it was before? And now that you've learned what you've learned, what does it look like now? And how does that change the solution to it? Well, for me, it looks hopeless. But, um, of course, when you go through a physical addiction and, and you detox your body and you get everything out everything else is up here you know um, I think I need or as you said you know things are getting crazy I need some brain gravy you know lubricate the mind um, and I think it's also something that that we're, we're, we're we just we learn how to do things a certain way things are getting tough boom you see it in movies guy takes a shot everything's better you know, there's a lot of psychological aspects to it. That So when I came in, you know, for years, I, I didn't really like to stand up at an AA meeting and said, my name is Jeff and I'm an alcoholic. Um, and I still don't say that because I, I'm not going to give anything power that's going to be bad for me. I'm not going to identify with the thing that brought me to the lowest point of my life because I don't do it anymore. It's there. It exists. I can't watch a football game without beer commercial coming on. But I had to learn how to accept the fact I can't. And I think once you hit a level of acceptance, not to say that in the first couple of months of being out that I didn't feel that weird little, you know, evil Jeff inside your head that goes, hey, one time is good. One drink, you're fine. No one's going to know. But I used to say that to myself before. Um, and that didn't turn out too well. So I think once you see it and you realize and you start listening to what your gut tells you, your innate wisdom, I look at addiction now as something that can be cured. And I try and explain it to the guys here. It's like, look. I left a job that I was very comfortable with. I used to work for an IT company, and um, I was involved with a lot of aspects of the job. And um, something inside of me changed that said, you know what? I have an opportunity that's presented to me that I could actually go and not just collect a paycheck, but make a difference. I'm not going to heal everybody, but at least through my story or through my experience and everything else that I learned here, and I work with some of the most amazingly intelligent people um, that I've ever met and caring. Never, ever have I experienced that in my 48 years that I'm working for and with people that saw me at my lowest and see me now and will help me to even get better by, you know what, you might want to try next time or helpful, 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 you know. So I look at addiction now as a real thing. It's created, and it's like anything, you know, you, you could stay addicted um, and grab onto it 
and think about it and think about it, and then you're going to go use. Or you could look at it as, geez, I got diabetes, and um, if I eat an entire cake, I'm going to go into diabetic shock and kill myself. If I'm an addict, if I go use, I'm going to just keep using and using till I die or go to jail or lose everything I've ever had and, and worked hard for. So um, my view of addiction is a real thing, but it's something that can be, it can be crushed just by a thought. Or it could become another problem, again, just by a thought. You know? Oh gosh, I'm glad to follow. Um, yeah, uh, I love how you put that, how it can be crushed by a thought or you can feed it with a thought. Um, for me, addiction was my, you know, I did grow up, I'll, go, I'll just give a little history. I grew up in a tough house. Um, my father was very, um, both my parents were um, used drugs. Um, so I know I have that possible uh, if it's if it's a genetic thing, I can't say I'm not a doctor, but um, I've, I've witnessed it, um, and there's been some things that you know um, it just became an easy go-to as soon as I found it. When I found drugs, it took my pain away, um, and and I didn't have the awareness that my pain was being created by that, you know that I was creating my own pain. Um, by how I felt. Um, I know it's maybe when you're a child, it might be tough, you know, to have that awareness. But when I, you know, I didn't use drugs till I get older. Um, and I never knew um, that, that the, I never knew the pain was okay. You know, you feel it, you, you get this fear that it's never going to go away. Um, because in the moment, it's it's just... I don't know. I always had that fear, uh, that fear factor. And, you know, now with an awareness um, that I don't have to be so afraid of the pain, um, that that's just natural. Um, that's the natural body response to life. And it does pass. And, and if you ride it out, you'll be all right. You know, and I just got to really remain grateful, the real great, real grateful, like grateful to be connected to the human race you know not great like you said not grateful for the sun not grateful for family you know you are grateful for family but but real like an internal gratefulness that you can't explain um i can't explain it that's for sure but i know it's there um because i do like he said you know it, it was well put that at some point it happened to me last time you will cry or at least i did um and it's when you get that feeling that um, that everything's going to be okay because you understand something. Um, I can get a little emotional now about it, but yeah, it's just gratitude. I'll leave it at that. Thanks. He's right. I think we're in a society where we, we rely on some sort of chemical and that's okay. Some people really need it, you know? Um, but I also think that there are people that don't need it and they need to just take a minute and really learn to listen to what's inside. Because if you're in a position where you walk in a room and your stomach tells you, listen, you know, I probably shouldn't be here, whatever the case may be, you could easily take those feet and turn them right around. But some guys, or some people in general, it has nothing so much to do with addiction. It has to do with just life in general. If you walk into a room and it feels sketchy, then get out, you know, 
instead of furthering yourself into the world of sketchiness. You know, we don't listen to ourselves enough. We think of when the... Um we were telling you about the teens that we work with in the South side of Chicago. I do this video exchange with the inmates in Portland. And one of the questions they asked one of the guys is big dude that's been in for like 20 years and, and uh, he's out now. So they, they keep coming back and helping out with the other inmates and stuff. Kind of like you, you know, they want to pass it on. And, and one of the kids asked a great question. It was like, so you're back on the, you're back on the streets now. I mean, he's not on the streets, but you know what I mean? He's back home and, what happens if somebody calls you up and says, like, come on, get your piece. We got to go roll up on so-and-so because they did such and such. You know, that that's like their code of conduct. Yeah. You know, what do you do? And the, and the guy gave this really simple example. He's like, yeah, you know, it's funny. That happened to me the other day. Like, one of my old homies called me up and was like, I'm at the 7-Eleven. Come over here. We got to go. We got to, you know, and he knew what it implied. And he goes... Nah, I got a better idea. Why don't you come to my house? I got some chicken wings and some TV and we can hang out here and have a good time. It was like, it was so simple, you know, and the kids were like, oh, interesting. Like it had never even dawned on them. Just because someone else has a harebrained idea doesn't mean you have to go and do it. Like your two feet can go, that's sketchy. I'm going this way. And it was so cool. This big dude who's done all this time is like, I got a better idea. Why don't you come to my house, sit on my couch where I'm safe and comfy, and you could be too. That's right. great. It was like, yeah. it's not rocket science. No, it really isn't. It isn't. And, and it's also a matter of, of just, um, it, sometimes everything takes time um, to understand how this is going to work in life. Because not it, sometimes it can kind of take a chance and maybe not be afraid and not turn you back on opportunity and change the simplest things by doing the opposite of what you used to do and not like that guy did. You know, he changed it. He just said, that's an enormous waste of time. Think about everything that creates that, the drama and the anxiety and maybe I'll go to jail and all this kind of stuff. And, um, but everybody, not everybody, but most people react purely on emotion, which is normal. And they don't really think about it. And I think most people will say, well, don't make a decision when you're angry. Um, but how many people actually follow that? Yeah. Um, the quiet mind. Yeah. You know, that's... <laughs> When my when my mind's not quiet, and I, that's when I was always making my decisions, you know. And first thing that popped in there, and usually a stupid, foolish, adrenaline, whatever, uh, something for excitement, something for attention. Because I grew up, maybe because I grew up in a house where I seeked attention. I don't know, um, but I realize now um, a quiet mind is important, and you gotta just, you know, I, I don't necessarily know how to quiet the mind yet, but I know that I don't have to jump at the first crazy thing that pops into my mind because if I did, who knows where I'll end up. That's perfect. Um, So, you know, I I just have to slow down and try to appreciate life a little more for what it is and, and move forward. Well, and I was thinking what you said a moment ago. It gave me goosebumps. You were saying, like, I could get emotional. I was like, I could get emotional because when you said I didn't, know that I didn't have to do anything with pain. Yeah. 
that it was fine, it was normal, it's a natural part of life, and that it will pass on its own. If everybody knew that, yeah, <laughs> that would cure the world of right. its problems. Because right. I look at the world and I think that's yeah. the it's missing a, Look piece. at it as a painful world. Yes. And really, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Exactly. You know, life doesn't have to be that painful. Yeah. Um, we make it painful. <laughs> we do. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I think we have to wrap up too. But thank you so much, yeah, both amazing. of you. Amazing. It really matters. Yeah. I know it's going to help people just hearing and seeing you guys do it. So really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, and it's going to help people you'll never see, you'll never know. <laughs> or you might do, yeah. That's the weird thing about the internet and videos, <laughs> but it's a good thing. Take yeah. my word for it. Right. <laughs> thank yeah, you guys. Thank you. So